Okay, welcome to a snowy Friday. And uh, here we go. We're at D-Bar Denver right here with Chef Keegan Gerhardt, myself, Greg Hollenbach, and Jay Parker. And we're just showing it to you. This is a Friday where this dining room would be packed, Chef. We're right would off. be, yeah. normally on a Friday. Yep. Coming right. The lunch rush would be out of here, and you'd be regrouping. And what time is two, it? Two o'clock? Past two o'clock, right? Yeah. Getting ready for happy hour. But we're currently, uh, currently have a business that is 100% dependent upon the weather. So it's a small business here. We're just showing it to you folks. The two things that we've been trying to tell you as we're just going crazy is that positivity narrative. And if we don't have it, I don't know what else we can do, but safer at restaurants. Look around again, just showing you. These are the professionals. Also business equality. There's no reason why there shouldn't be people in here socially distanced, have their masks on. We know the protocol. We know the drill. Your dining room's closed right now. Um, we're going to look around, though. We're going to catch up with you and catching up with Chef Keegan Gerhardt right now. What are you seeing out there right now? How are you feeling? What's the overall temperature with you? Um, you know, it's a, dip, it's a strange kind of holidays. At the end of the day, I think I have to be grateful for the business that we have because we're known for desserts, and definitely the holidays are a celebratory kind of time. So there's cakes and cookies, and there's a lot of specialty sure. things. I don't know how... You know, I don't know how a place that, that, that doesn't have that kind of specialization is making it right now unless they're already a to-go concept, like a pizza or Chinese or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Los Delicias has been around. They're right across the street. They've been around forever. I, I gauge a lot by what they do. That, you know, that store has been there since 1976. Mm -hmm. They've updated it several times. But uh, as soon as they shut down dining rooms, they pretty much decided we're not doing it. We're just going to do to-go. So, you know, you know the market. I mean, everybody on Modern Eater, I'm sure, understands the finances of a restaurant. Mm -hmm. If you're only bringing, if you're lucky to bring 4 to 10% to the bottom line, mm -hmm. you can't operate with a 25% dining room. You can't certainly operate with no dining room. Mm -hmm. So you're relying on the PPP money that you got earlier in the year, or you're relying on savings, or I don't, I don't know. Most, most independent restaurants I don't, that I know of don't have a lot of savings. So um, for us, we just, we're trying to make it happen with the leadership team. We're committed in the beginning of this back in March to remain faithful to the leadership team. But in return for that, we had to ask them to be able to do whatever we needed them to do. So today it's me, our kitchen manager, Bailey, our GM is server, phone answerer, cash register boy, barista, you know, uh, retail that this this one thing i have to be honest about over the 12 years of d-bar i've always considered the to-go area to be too many moving parts and overly complicated there's a lot of awesome offerings here and it's fun but it, it's hard to run but with the advent of covid it, i was grateful that there was a part of d-bar that people knew about that was to go they know to come to the to-go door they were used to taking some things away. And so I hate to say all the, you know, stereotypes of new phrases that we say this year, but we pivoted to, okay, we're not too fancy to do our food to go. We're going to do all of our food to go. So it's a limited menu that we're serving. It's, uh, but we do the whole thing to go. We deliver like everybody because we have to. Mm -hmm. And then um, after that, probably uh, you start to look at, well, here's all the things that we do. In our pastry case, if you know D-Bar, it'll be pretty familiar to you. 
a lot of uh, classic European desserts, French macarons and handmade chocolates and such, a lot of American things, uh, all holiday themed at the moment, of course, cookies and Dunkaroos and cupcakes and all those sorts of things. So cocktails to go has been a big help, actually. That's one thing I'm grateful for for the city, and they extended that till next summer. So we try our best to make sure that we in include that whenever we do to-go sales. Um, and then I think what's getting us through the holiday is, uh, I probably should have shown it to you over there, but we can open up Let's some of those. Let's go look at them. Yeah, we can op open up some of the boxes and see, but we are doing a bunch of uh, holiday-themed snack boxes, uh, kind of build-at-home uh, cookie kits and treat kits and showpiece kits. So, for example, this is a holiday treat kit. So there's Mexican wedding cookies inside of there, Austrian Linzer cookies, uh, there's peppermint bark, there's uh, Santa cake pops, there's gingerbread men, um, there's uh, sh shortbread cookies, there's toffee caramel, so all things that we make in-house, of course. Um, this is an example of a built uh, cookie cake kit, Christmas tree kit, so we give you all the cookies to make that, and then we give you all the fun stuff to decorate it, you can kind of build it at home, and then it's been popular, people have been posting and tagging us when they get to, you know, do that project at home. And on a snow day like today, it's a good opportunity. This is a Christmas cookie decorating kit. So snowflakes, uh, candy canes, gingerbread men, trees. We have, we give a little piece of paper with it where we give suggestions of what you can do. But obviously, at the end of the day, it's just meant to have fun. You Be know, take, yeah, take some fun home, have a little fun with the family. I, I'm, I always preach the family piece. This year, though, it's interesting how. If we're doing it right, it really shouldn't be anything beyond the family, right? It should be small. And there's something nice about that. So we're just trying to, I hope, enhance that. Um, we're doing Christmas dinners this year. We've never done that. We've always done Thanksgiving. And we've always done a big bash for Valentine's. But uh, we're doing Christmas dinners, your choice of turkey or prime rib, and a bunch of seasonal sides. And you have your choice to either get it for Christmas or get it for New Year's Eve or do one for the other. We did a couple of hundred Thanksgiving dinners, so we're hoping to get close to that number for Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's say at the end of the day, people are, you know, I don't think the message of restaurants struggling is really in the media. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a mainstream message like it should be, considering our industry is the largest employer group in the country. But, uh, but Denver's a foodie town. Somebody that's a play, an organization that's really supported us all along the way. The two for me, it's Colorado Restaurant Association, just keeping us up to date on what we can and can't do. And Visit Denver trying to give us opportunity because for years now they've celebrated Denver and kind of tried to sell Denver to the world based on all the foodies that are in Denver, you know, which, and that started to happen, right? Top Chef got filmed here and they made a commitment and it's working out. They added an extra restaurant week which was awesome for us. Mm -hmm. First time we ever did restaurant week to go. But people that what know. What did you think about having the rug pulled out halfway through with yeah, no that notice? And that was pretty foolish. Yeah. I mean, the second weekend, mm -hmm. they're going to go from a 25% occupancy during restaurant week to no dining room mm -hmm. with Friday and Saturday left. Mm -hmm. That's What's the reality of what that does to a business? That that's 40 grand for us. Yeah. Two days, that's two $20,000 days. Mm -hmm. That could have been the payroll for next that Absolutely. next week. Yeah. You know, so when you plan on that, when you have already ordered that product, I try not to complain. I try to be grateful for what we do get out of it do. all. 
But they could have waited two days. Yes, they could have. Instead of just had a random-ass press conference mm -hmm. and said, hey, I think this is what we're going to do. Check back with us on Friday. Yeah. Well, since you're busy, why don't you check back on Monday and let us get through Restaurant Week, which was your idea. Yeah. And we're trying to support that idea. So that that's about the most bitter part yeah. of the pill for me that I've had so far, yeah. where we're trying to play ball and then you, you do kind of pull the rug out. Yeah. I look at it like um, Charlie Brown and Lucy pulling that ball out every time yeah, he goes up to kick. Yeah, you know, but yeah. hey, it is what it is. I it do is. want people to be safe, but that could have been handled sure. in a better way. Well, it could have been communicated better. Let's talk about safety. And, and again, here with the recognizable face, but wearing a mask. Face. Chef Keegan Gerhardt here with us. We're at D-Bar. We're in, um, you know, his home turf and with a <laughs> baggie of his native soil here with us. And we look around and you hear all of those words since the beginning of the pandemic. You hear about pivot and adjustment and you've done so much of it. But what a resilient industry. I mean, truly, as we're seeing the attrition just take place everywhere and people trying to hang on with no yeah. relief in sight from the bureaucrats and the politicians. And we're just, I mean, I think we're all just exhausted and saying, okay, what can we do internally or within our community and, and that outreach and, you know, chances are you're still giving back to the community. I mean, a, we, we want to, 100%. right? Well, yeah, and, and, and it, it's that community obligation and the servitude that you have and, and the people here, but it's all hands on deck. You've already said every- It is that, it is that. And I, I mean, listen, our focus, I guess is, well, you know, this isn't, this didn't just happen for all of us, right? right. We've had what, 10 months, uh -huh. eight months, nine months, somewhere in there to consider and it, and it has forced us to consider what is important to us. And early on we decided that this wasn't the thing that was going to be what shut us down. This, at least that's not what we want. I'm not saying we're completely in charge of that. It's not all up to us, but we feel like we have more things to do for the city of Denver and the uptown neighborhood. We, ha we have more people we want to serve. We have more things we think we can achieve mm -hmm. in Denver for both the good of Denver and for us. Mm -hmm. So I want to be around. And then you have to really look at, so what does that mean? What, walk backwards, right? I want to be around, now what's it going to take? Now what? What can, I, what can I not afford? Well, so I was going to ask that. I mean, obviously, we, we, we all want to look towards post-pandemic. And you've implemented a lot of things that you thought, I'll never do those things. That I'll never ahead. deliver my What's going to stick? What's going <laughs> to stay around? Because I, I would love to believe that that's going to be an added increase in revenue once it's all said and done. I, I think the to-go piece will stick around if you're doing it well. Mm -hmm. And I think there are, I've ordered some, like I guess everybody probably has, and I really order less to eat, more to see how it's done. Mm -hmm. I do believe, and I'm not saying we're doing it great, but I do believe there's an opportunity for hospitality even in the to-go mm -hmm. meal. And if you're just bitter and not embracing that to-go meal as an opportunity to show a slice of your restaurant's mm -hmm. hospitality, then I think you're missing the whole point. Mm -hmm. um, so we really thought long and hard about that, about how can this feel like D-Bar still, mm -hmm. um, which is why we're doing our own delivery and not using a third person service. Or, mm -hmm. Although a lot of it, we can just walk to people, right? Mm -hmm. But we, that was also a way to employ some of our staff that we had to lay off. Speaking of things you thought you'd never have to do, I never imagined I would have to lay off my team twice in one year, just beyond my comprehension. So, I mean, saddens you to the core. Yeah. This is a people business. To look them in the eye and say, hey, I want you back. I love you, but sorry, no job again. It's just, mm. you know, is there, is there this, is there that? I don't know. I don't see any more support. Yeah. I don't know. Just good old-fashioned unemployment, mm -hmm. you know? 
Some people take it as a positive and they can spend time with their family. Some people can't afford to go spend time with their family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their families can't afford to come see them. And, and with no dining room, we can't even host a, a family Christmas dinner or a family Thanksgiving dinner because there's no dining room. Yeah. So that's a, that's a bitter pill to swallow. It's, uh, there's very few opportunities to share our passion for food and hospitality. And connect with the guest. Yeah, but... There's always that but, and that's you. You have to do that. You have to go, well, here's the other side. Of I the think you got, you got it. Yeah. All these boxes represent, you know, people who have decided to allow us to be a little part of their holiday celebration, and I'm mm -hmm. super grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And and I just want to try to figure out more ways to do that, yeah. you know? So we're, this is going to be the toughest question to ask, and then we're going to go have fun in the kitchen. This okay. is going to be the toughest question to ask you the whole time. Where are the voices? Where are the leaders in the industry that want to change that narrative to the main street, the fours, the sevens, the nines, the 31s, the Kyle Clarks that say, listen, Sam's number three today, downtown. Yeah. Shut down because of airflow ventilation. Said the city didn't yeah. even work with them for the adjustments. Dana Rodriguez, working class. Rhino's a ghost town. She yeah. has a patio by all intents and purposes. You can open up the windows. The airflow's great. It's disallowed. There's no human, humanistic level to what's going on right now in a world to where everything's uncertain. If you go to a Home Depot, if you go on an airplane, it's nuts to butts. You've got people packed into other locations and let you, yet you see small businesses and restaurants everywhere shriveling up. Where are the voices yeah. in the community getting that concern out? That's a, it's a good question. Listen, I, I think uh, the number one organization for me and the face that I see behind it, at least locally, is the independent restaurant um, group that was started during COVID and kind of led here by, by Bobby Stuckey. You know, they're trying to, they're doing it right. They're really trying to play the game with politics and get in front of this, the House and Senate and all of the states have local representatives and really try to do it properly. So it's, so it's something that's on the docket and actually voted on. But beyond that, I mean, Is I'm not- Is it a wait for the money thing? Is it a wait, it's gonna come- What money? I don't think so. You know, we can't you know? do deficit spending here in Colorado. Little teeny bits they break off to seem like they're active, but then it's like, I, okay, I, on a federal level, is it just let's let's wait to see if we're taken care of? I, I just think this is a perfect example of how how desperately people need to be led. Yeah, there's been no leadership and no direction from the federal government, and I'm not talking politics. I'm yeah. just talking about fundamental reality. It doesn't matter who the president is. But the president and his staff at this time mm -hmm. decided not to give anybody any direction about anything. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if anything, conflicting messages. So it's not a surprise to me that none of the states are on the same page. Within a state, none of the counties are on the same page. But if somebody had laid out a plan of attack and said, here's how we're going to do it, and this is what makes sense, and let us know what you think, but there was never that dialogue. Is that a lack of representation from the, uh, is the, is the overall larger picture of the restaurant industry, do they, is, is there, uh, uh, like, we need to have that concerted voice. Did we learn something? Are we learning something? Are our uh, pants down? I think we're learning lots of things. I don't think any of them are very pleasant. I think some of them are things we already knew, but we didn't understand the reality. I think most of us that are independent restaurant owners understand how fragile the business model is yeah. and, and how unrealistic and unfair. So to work, to, to sell two and a half, three million dollars in net revenue mm -hmm. and bring five to six percent of the bottom line on that, yeah. who else would do that? Yeah. All the while not having paid back any of your original starting loans and still constantly giving 
you know, eight to ten percent in charity every year. Yep. It's just there is no other business model like that. Has the ripple effect? Is it done? Or I mean, the ripple effect's not done. No, we haven't seen it. Winter hasn't leases. started. We haven't seen it. Personal guarantees now through Come leases. On. It's it's getting interesting, and I don't think the water's found its own level. This is a fall snow. This isn't even a winter snow. Yeah. You yeah. know, winter hasn't happened. More, I hate to say it, but more restaurants will close. Some because they just don't want to do it anymore. Some because they have no choice. Yeah. The, you know, talking about, and, and timing is everything. Yeah. I mean, it, remarkably, there are restaurants opening during this pandemic. Um, and You're I, in a burn rate. Though. I just say, God right. bless them. Yeah, well, I do If too. they believe in their plan, then God bless them. Sure. Talking about bad timing, our, our next door neighbor here at One City Block, mm-hmm. uh, City Row, so Row Gym, mm-hmm. uh, literally the, the day they opened was the day before they shut the city down in March. Oh, God. 16th so, of March. So they're not, they're not open right now. No <laughs> surprise, right? It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, and, and don't take this the wrong way. I think less of like businesses like you, you have a voice, you have a contingency of people that will follow you, a great newsletter, great social media presence. I think of that business on Havana. <laughs> that doesn't have a parking lot or a, pers- uh, oh. a tent perspective, or I don't it, know. It, it, it's I, I, it, it's heartbreaking. It's there's I don't know what else to say. I, listen, we've been selfish. We've kept our world really small. This is the longest I've ever gone in my life without traveling. I think I made two trips in the last ten months, and I was very skeptical about those. Um, you know, it's we've kept our world very small. What can we do to be better at what we do? Can you do me a favor? There's this, my, my speed rack by my station. I need that little half sheet rack of cookies, please. We're, we're about um, to get down in the kitchen. Um, uh, you know, uh, I we just have to. How could? And I hate to say this. It's not like I don't care. There's a lot of people with way brighter ideas than yeah. us. But but this is if ever there was. And I'm not talking about community it's and relationship. Triage. Assumed community and yeah. relationship. Assume it. Yeah. Right. We have one of the greatest restaurant networks, I think, in Denver in the country. Having said that, no one's going to try to no one's going to help save D-Bar but D-Bar. Right. And if we don't like you say, I don't know if we have a good voice, but if we don't get the message out there and be useful to people. I mean, people are so generous. Sometimes they'll buy something like this and we worry that we we charge too much and they'll they'll tip as much as they paid for it because they understand the need. Uh, But, you know. It's just the resource thing, and as I see the gap widening from bigger business to small business, and and I and, and you know people are habit driven. If you take people out of their habits and they form new habits, it's yeah. gonna be hard to go back. Very right? hard. So I look at the happy campers and the bull and bush bought a seventy thousand dollar outdoor tent that's an in, indoor outdoor, and people are able to go and, and and god bless them right i mean they're figuring out their business view house same thing but it's taking away their habits from what they generally and usually do and it's just like how do we oh it's so frustrating chef i think listening to the guest is maybe one of the easiest to overlook elements of being successful right now people people are going out it's hard on people them. are going out it's hard on them and hard on us right to, but it's hard on them they've yeah. been locked up yeah last night we did a we did a training and a in a staff uh, staff event downtown, and I got to see the Union train station, and it was snowing. It was bitter cold. Venice Restaurante had people on their patio because they can sit there and they can look at the film on the on the train station. So you know those people are taking advantage of what they have, right? And and more and more, I I, I see that 
only you know what your guests want, or you should. You should know better than anyone else. You either choose to provide them something useful or you choose to fail pretty much. Mm-hmm. And even the best efforts may not be enough. That, they really may not be enough. And I'm hoping that they are because we have more we want to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, Desperation's it, an interesting thing, though, and I'm saying It is. And I've been saying it from the beginning. Rest, when restaurants and bars are outlawed, restaurant and bar owners will become outlaws. And it, the people want to do the right thing. They want people safe. They want to follow by the rules. But when it comes down to when you're looking some of your employees in the eyes and you know they're going to be destitute and they count on yeah. you, I'm seeing people that are putting crepe paper on their windows and saying, come in for pickup, but you can sit down and I'll serve you some drinks too. And it's just, it's happening and it's, <laughs> it's tough to see and speakeasies are popping up and people are still gathering. I mean, this is, this is a, almost like the, the restaurant food equi- equivalent of prohibition. Yeah. It kind of is. Uh, we haven't done anything like that yet, um, but we've pretty blessed on some of the things. too much to lose. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. You know, but listen, we went pretty desperately to our landlord and said, Hey, you know, we have a business plan. It's really simple. Yeah. 5% occupancy costs is yeah. what we have in the plan. We can't do it at 12. Yeah. Work with us or we're gone. Yeah, but those dudes have They've notes to pay, too. What's that? Those dudes have notes Hey, listen, I, if there's an industry that's worse off than us, it's probably commercial real estate. Sure. He's going to put people in an office building again. Absolutely. When everybody apparently can work from home. But they'll probably come back to you and they say, okay, chef, I, I understand, but we're going to take that and we're going to, what you owe me, and we're going to prorate it in the next couple of years. And we're going to dip into your perspective profits, you know, two years they're down. Gonna, they're going to get their they money want, back yeah. one way or another, right? Yeah. Everybody's going to be working from home and you guys are probably going to have the whole floor of the Wells Fargo building. <laughs> it's something else, isn't it? Because who else is going to be in there? No. Uh, you know, oddly, I do think for us, though, and this is a terrible, pessimistic thing to say, but I think it's the truth. If that industry is in that kind of hardship and you are able to make it through this, there is going to be some real opportunity as far as growth goes because the, just the overhead is going to be less, you know? And so my goal is to, to be around to, to hopefully be able to benefit from some of that opportunity. Yeah. What, what do you think the climb back up for the, re- the business, the restaurant industry itself will be to get back to... Oh, my goodness. Years? Five? Not, not next year. Yeah. Not next year. I mean, it's, we're going to start back, I guess. Everybody thinks that the, the vaccine is the answer to all of our our prayers, right? I, uh, but it's not going to all happen at once. No. People are already afraid of the vaccine. Sure. There's going to be some things that go wrong. There's going to be, you know, everybody's not going to suddenly start going out again. And if they do, I'm nervous that the rules won't make sense like they don't make sense now. Will hospitality be hospitality again? I think hospitality is going to be more important than any than ever. Yeah. There's going out to eat and there's having a dining experience. Yeah. And I've always tried to shoot for a dining experience, not just a meal. Yeah. QR codes. I mean. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. There's a couple of industries that made some money. The people that are making that are selling rubber gloves right now. Yeah. I love a menu though, chef. Oh, I love the menu, but I love to open up got your menu. cooties on it. <laughs> QR codes, that's sanitizer. You know what we're paying for a case of extra large gloves right now? Uh, over 150 100, Yeah, over $150. Yeah. So that seems like highway robbery. Speaking yeah. of things that should be, uh, should be controlled, you know, that's just, that's, just dirt, that's, just, that's just dirty pool. What are we going to do, make some cookies or have Yeah. You brought some cookies out. Oh, you want to take? Okay, let's do this. We'll break it. Hear from some great local sponsors. These are guys that, boy, keep this programming on the air. And, and uh, we're going to break off, come back to D-Bar Denver. This is a great catch-up. Catching up with Keegan. Some B-roll showing of cookies. <laughs> so, all right, we'll break away. We'll come back two, two, two and a half, three minutes. We'll be back to D-Bar Denver right here. The Modern Eater Show continues.
Hey, you guys, Jay here with the Modern Eater Show. Thanks for watching. Don't forget about our YouTube and Instagram channels. A lot of killer content over there. Throw us a subscribe on YouTube. Throw us a follow on Instagram. And thank you for supporting TME. We couldn't do this without our amazing sponsors, so let's check them out right now. Very proud to be part of the, the Modern Eater. And uh, chefs, restaurant owners, any food service operators, you know, I know right now that uh, delivery and carry out is bigger than ever, and we got you covered. Uh, Cambro uh, has a full line of uh, delivery and carry out items. More economical options are expanded polypropylene or EPP, uh, nice insulated container. Uh, the ProCard Ultra is really versatile. It's a great unit because you could actually store cold products down here, hot products up here. It's all 120. There's no refrigeration worries. It's all thermodynamics. Just let us know what your food service challenges are, what it is we can do to help you out, and there isn't anything that we can't do for you. So uh, hope to see you over here at our facility in Park Hill soon and uh, stay safe out there. You know everybody with several million dollars of hard assets here insurance is very very important to us. Ewing Levitt covers it all. Machinery, building, workman's comp. Ewing Levitt's got us covered from the floor to the ceiling. From our alley even to the street. This divider, this press, my cooling conveyor, my oven. Ow, ow! Ewing Levitt covers our counter stacker and our employees too. If you need insurance, take it from Little Rich at Rockalitas. Call Ewing Levitt, they'll get you covered. home. I stripped down to my skivvies. All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey everybody, Steve Gould from Golden Moon Distillery and Golden Moon Speakeasy. When I get my cocktails to go from Golden Moon Speakeasy, I go home, I kick back, and I watch The Modern Eater. Gold, skivvies. Hey, I'm a Marine. It's skivvies, man. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumpling, for by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the modern eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey Four Pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color uh, with a dense tan head and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming, uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey Four Pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pecos, or at Colfax in York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badass food today. Welcome to Tommyknocker Brewery here in beautiful Idaho Springs. Uh, we brew normally twice a day. Currently brew about 18 different beers. And right here is our brew kettle. 
steam fired brew kettle and uh, we generate our steam with natural gas. We get our natural gas from Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto. I really like working with Brian because he explains how the system works of getting your natural gas. It's not a mystery. I actually understand our energy bill. You're watching The Modern Eater, and now back to the show. Okay, back to D-Bar right here on Pennsylvania and 19th Avenue. Uh, one of my favorite places to be in Denver, and we're catching up with Keegan, Chef Keegan Gerhard. And before we do that, I want to tell you about Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, another great Colorado business, family-owned and operated, been in for 20 years, making sure you're drinking delicious beer poured for those faucets. You've used Jeff Rourke, haven't you? Oh, they're the best. Are you kidding me? I'm so afraid of the whole draft beer line thing but <laughs> don't mess with it let the professional no seriously i wouldn't even know what to do that guy rolls in here doesn't say a word makes it happen i'm so grateful for them it's just one less thing you need to worry about and exactly there will be in-house dining again at some point and the bar will be full by and i know it seems like a dream but you got to be ready and especially every cent counts right now i'm wondering if you remember i didn't even prep you for it if you're pouring inefficient beer boys what are you doing Pour, pouring your money down the drain. <laughs> You're pouring your money down the drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Just get a hold of Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. I have it memorized, Jeff. You have to because if you need them, <laughs> you know why. 720-272-3809. It's Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Yes. Um, Stick, I mean, speaking about that, you know, community and sticking together, I know that you like to work with a lot of local folks. and We do. Uh, who were you saying, Altera and, and what Chef Swan? Altamira. Altamira. Yeah, and, uh, and a couple of different organizations got together, and you know, they're making, uh, like, food boxes for, for restaurant staff that, you know, may not have enough money for food and helping to feed them. What Chefs Want, taking samples around everywhere. I mean, it's, I'm super excited about that, personally. Uh, and a lot of that kind of pivoting from Tenali's is another one. Tenali's meats, like they're just, I love supporting local and I love that local people are taking care of one another, you know? I do too. I think that that's really another thing as we look for those, you know, those silver linings is I think local's getting stronger than ever, right? Exactly. Now. Just that local thought process. All right, I'm not doing any of these cookies because I'm just so good at it. Yes, I, you are. I really am actually pretty good at this type no, of thing. No, you're not. Yes, Let's I, be honest. You talk about just decorating cookies and like guidelines. There's really no wrong or right, but. Isn't there? I, I mean, is there? I decorate trees upside down. Why? Because I like this look right here. So, be real easy. You do four, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, one, two, one. Then you just put a little decoration on it. We can go slower. Four. Oh, that looks good. One, two. Oh, that one may only hold three. All right. We're going to have to cheat on that one. Sometimes it goes bad. You do a million of these things, you got to get your stroke down, right? Hey, if you can't, if you can't uh, pipe cookies during the holidays as a pastry chef, you're in serious trouble. Sprinkles. Sprinkles are the difference. Sprinkles are for winners, though, so we have to check IDs when we sell these. <laughs> Not a winner, you don't get the cookie. Oh, these, and they taste delicious. I mean, that's just just sugar, right? I mean. This is love. There's a big difference. <laughs> love. Love. Sugar with love. Come on. What else can you put on? I mean, you can put anything under the sun on there. but there's, you a don't little, there's a little bit of flavor in the cookie itself. It's really just a shortbread cookie. 
with some uh, almond flavor and vanilla flavor. But I like kind of mixing. Everybody usually does royal icing cookies. I kind of like the frosting cookie better. And really, Bailey, my wife Bailey, is the one we have to thank for, thank for that because she's the cookie genius. It's not so much me. And uh, and what, so what it has Bailey been up to? Just she's back there like a mad woman. Getting I mean, she's the one that came up with all these ideas of the decorating kits, the date night kit. I've been working on a uh, signature. I call it the Rudolph. It's a red-tipped condom for date night. <laughs> Wait, so say that again. No, I'm Did not. Did I hear what I I'm thought not, I heard? I'm not going to say that again. <laughs> date night with drinks, uh, booze, yeah. snacks, uh-huh. and everything that you need to Netflix and chill. <laughs> Come on, man. You got to pivot. Ah, uh, you do have to pivot. Back to the condom, though. Did I hear that correctly? Well, I mean, I called it the Rudolph. You said that word. <laughs> the, uh, one of the problems I that I have. Well, the surprise. We just asked, would you like to include the Rudolph? Oh, well, it's like a secret exactly. code word. And then it's up to them, right? So, really, if somebody comes in and asks for the Rudolph, there's such thing that they'll get. When we start doing night, like, date night kits, yes, there will be. Oh, you better look out for those date night kits. Right? I'm on it. But what a Jay, what would you do with your date night kit, man? Would you have anybody to share it with? I think Jay would or two just for himself. You know, speaking of that, Jay and I, when we were... I don't know if you understand completely just how much Santa's hat is supposed to sparkle. But, but shouldn't spark- it? Sparkle's the magic. I have a tendency of putting too much on. You got to know when to say when, right? Well, at the end of uh, making a whole bunch of these, then you have one really ugly cookie. You eat it. And you put all this stuff, like the kitchen sink sandwich, on the ugly cookie. (laughs) And when people have the audacity to ask you for free food during, you know, do you have anything free? Yeah, here it is. You give them the ugly cookie with all the sprinkles. I'll take the ugly cookie any day of the week. That's right. Tastes the same. Tastes the same. I don't know if you can put too much sprinkles. I got to be honest. I mean, I I'm I am kind of a like hold back kind of guy, but sprinkles, man, that's it's different. What we were setting up in here earlier, Chef Jay points at a booth over there and he goes, "I had a first date right there. It was one of the best nights." You did? Yeah. Well, he said you came out and said hello too, and he felt important. And that was the difference. Yeah, that was a, that, I mean, that's that's what you get. That's what restaurants do for us. Yeah, um, you'll never chef, have. Chef, I'm just like I'm again. just devastated that you don't remember. It was. I about, remember. It was, about it was 40 life years changing ago. for me. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember. But how many? You know, how many people have come to you and said, "I had my first date here. Now I'm married, and I actually have kids." Hey, listen, this is like this is pretty cheesy, but. The most amazing thing to me is when we really become part of a family's story. And so what you said is very true. There's a lot of couples. It's kind of amazing, kind of humbling, really, to me. Like, first date, awesome. It works out. They get engaged. We do that. They're going to get married. We do their uh, wedding cake. They have kids. We do gender reveal. They have kids. We do their birthday cakes. I mean, that is like truly part of, and it happens every single week. I'm walking around. Remember me? You did our wedding. We had a first date here. I mean, that is so cool to me. And uh, when we first opened D-Bar, I hoped to be a part of a neighborhood like that. You know, I always used to have a dream about a D-Bar t-shirt that we didn't have. We didn't even have the logo yet. But on the back of it, it said D-Bar Lifestyle. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought to myself, like, could Debar ever be a thing that was, we were so connected to you that your week wasn't complete unless you had whatever Debar is to you. Just Thursday night, date night. Gave me the pimples. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, could we ever be that? And that's. Now, I remember the old school Debar. Yeah. Yeah. Were I you, mean, kind of a small little. Very yeah. kind of small. Yeah. We know how to do small, if nothing else. Yeah. What were 28 they like? seats. 28 seats. Yeah. So, you know, with 28 seats. Now, all growth really is on hold right now, right? Uh, or no? I guess so. Um, I mean, I know people are, we got friends and colleagues that are doing a little growing. Chook is about to open up another location. But their model is pretty pretty strongly based on on uh, on to-go as it is, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think it makes a little more sense for them. Um, but uh, one thing I'm pretty excited about Pretty a pretty new thing for D-Bar. I think you were even in here once, and I had plans written out. And I was. I tried to get you to tell me. I wouldn't say. You wouldn't say anything. But uh, we worked. Uh, we were kind of considered by. Uh, That's beautiful. We were kind of c- considered by a, a group of people, Mission Yogurt, that does a bunch of the restaurants at the airport. Like they do uh, Root Down and uh-huh. Timberline and uh, the Einstein Bagels, lots of stuff like that. And so we went in with a group of people and to try to bid on a space in the airport and won that. So it'll it'll be a minute, right? We'll have to get past this pandemic before they move forward. But it'll be us with uh, a couple of other really cool kind of iconic Denver places, this really cool Jewish deli, Takabe, the Osage uh, Indian comfort food, yeah. Williams and Graham will all be in one little, uh, one little cool space right there in Terminal A. So that's kind of far enough down the road that it doesn't scare me. Sure, we've got time to get ready for it, and we got time to get past this for it. But something to look forward to, too. Yeah, that way you can, if you're traveling, you can take D-Bar with you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. Next chapter, catching up with Keegan. We did this backwards. What, what do you mean? We I finished some cookies, but we didn't show you how to make the cookie. <laughs> You want to just go make? Can we go do that? I would love. Yeah, you to just want to make a shitload yeah. of cookie dough. Yeah, let's make some cookie dough. Okay. Oh, is your is your wrist sore from that big camera, Jay? <laughs> that means break. That means they can break. Oh, you know, <laughs> Jay Parker behind. You have the camera. iPhone Max. Is that why your wrist is sore? Oh God, no, I got that new iPhone though, man. Oh, this is I've the, never seen a cameraman holding an iPhone act no, like they were sore. Never, uh, never. Man, I, I was. It was a, those. Those signals, chef. Those are signals. Oh, I see. Radio like, people signals from our radio. Deck. I see what you're saying. Taking yes. a break. Yeah, I mean, you only have one I hand. Only have one hand. So it's <laughs> that looked. That didn't look like a break. <laughs> oh, we'll do that. Bring us to break. We'll come back. Set us up. We'll, we'll come back and make a whole bunch of cookies. We're gonna go back, get in front of the sixty quart mixer, and see what we can do. All right, we'll be back from to D bar. <laughs> I love the laugh. Like right now? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Kyle Mindenhall. I'm talking with uh, my good friends from the Modern Eaters show. Keep supporting them. There's a lot of good stuff happening. We started Meridium Spirits because we love the way that spirits and cocktails can bring people together to socialize, to bond, to have conversations. Well, right now we've got some big conversations to have. Coop Vodka and Coop Gin are available at liquor stores across the metro area, but if you can't find us or would like to have us behind your bar or at your restaurant, send us an email, info at meridiumspirits.com. We know things are a little different these days, but think of us the next time you're planning a virtual happy hour or a socially distant picnic. And keep an eye on our social media, Coop by Meridium, for all the latest and greatest. 
Hey guys, it's Caroline Glover. I'm the chef owner of Annette out at Stanley Marketplace. Citrus is about to be in its prime. I just want to thank everybody for showing so much support to small local restaurants in this really hard time. And you're watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Hi, I'm Amber with Strohauer Farms. And I'm just here to remind you that the best potatoes are grown here in Colorado. Goodness elevated. Thanks for watching the Modern Eater Show. <laughs> hey, Zach Ryder here, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products out of Lamar, Colorado. Your only local source grown from a local crop to produce a local oil for local chefs. You can find it at Shamrock Foods, What Chefs Want, Seattle Fish Company. Uh, let me try it one more time, then we'll see. Hey, restaurants, we're glad you're reopening from Colorado Mills Sunflower Oil. We'll see you soon. <laughs> First, we partner with the best farmers in the world, and then we tell them, we will take it all. Process whole spices daily, blend custom spices to order, keep it fresh, safe, and flavorful, all so that you can get back to doing what you do best. So whether you're a restaurant, a food manufacturer, or an at-home cook, be sure to visit The Spice Guy at www.thespiceguyco.com. Hey Modern Eater fans, I'm Don Trobo with The Annex by Art at Mills, and I just wanted to give you a heads up about some of the great things we've got going on locally in the state. We're headquartered right here, and we're working with farmers in the San Luis Valley to bring you amazing Colorado quinoa. It's just like the South American stuff, but grown locally. We've got transitional wheat flour that's grown by farmers in Colorado and surrounding states who are in the process of, of turning their fields into organic. So we're taking that transitional wheat and turning into flour, and now it's available for you to cook and bake with. And last but not least, we're now cleaning grain berries in Denver. So things like spelt or wheat berries uh, or pearl barley, those are things that we're now doing right here locally and are available to you. Can't wait to share it with you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Nations from Aspen Baking Company. It's really important right now to support local. That's why I support the Modern Eater. Now, back to the show. Okay, back to, I thought you were going to take it, Jay. We're going to talk about another great Colorado company. And just as we were going to talk about it, Keegan goes, you know what? I use Aspen Baking Company yeah. for a sandwich. Yeah, we do, indeed. Like, I love their sourdough. And uh, I never met Jeff, actually. I feel like we're doing it wrong. Because, Jay, you keep your, you keep your bread <laughs> on your waistline. I think he had his up around the nipples, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. He was holding them up here. He but was holding up. I never met Jeff, but listen, this is just a no-brainer. Local, delicious. And we're trying to watch the dollars, watch the spend. Sure. And it's a quality product. You can get it at Restaurant Depot, so it's easy for us. Uh -huh. We don't have to deal with a new account. It's, uh, it made total sense. So Aspen Baking Company, another great local Colorado brand. And coming from somebody who's no stranger to baking, yeah, <laughs> that's man. for sure, an Aspen Baking Company. So we're in the kitchen now with Chef Keegan Gerhardt. How's that music? Too loud? I think we're fine. How's this okay. going? Is it good? I thought we would make a whole bunch of cookie dough. What do you think? Because we need it. Good. We showed you all those kits, so this is kind of where it starts. This is a 48-pound uh, batch of shortbread cookie dough. So that's half the butter in there. With this big of a batch, you can't really do a straight mix like you would in a little bitty one, mm -hmm. where you just put it all in the bowl. You kind of have to go half of the fat, half the dry. So this is flour. Just because it'll seize up? or uh, It just, you know, some of it will it'll either be dry on the bottom or it'll all be buttery on the bottom. Gotcha. And then some cookies will not spread and some cookies will spread too much, right? 
So we're going to go kind of have these, have these. This is all powdered sugar. The recipe doesn't actually call for that. We just did it because of the holidays. That's not true. It calls for all of them. Have the have these. The rest of the butter. So 20 pounds of butter is enough for 48 pounds of cookie dough. And I think our cookies probably are about two ounces yeah, of dough per. I was trying to do the math. I'll let you. Yeah, so we'll make this again, I'm sure, the next several times again in the next couple of days. Wow. Holy cow. That's some cookies. So then we're going to go another dry. We have... Ah, you're layering it. Yep. Very little wet, but there is a little wet, which is uh, vanilla and almond flavor. Just because it's wintertime, those are the flavors we like in the winter. Or fall, I should say. We're going to kind of pour that in the middle so we don't lose too much on the edge of the bowl. One more batch of dry. And then the tricky part. Yes. Trying to mix this without it all Yeah, that's out. what I was going to say. All right. What's I know. I know you like paddles, Greg. <laughs> What's the head on this thing? So that's the paddle, just like on a foot. It on looks a like a saint, right? you know. But bigger. <laughs> yeah. So this is for a sixty-quart bowl. Well, so I mean, obviously, novice here, and I'll ask dumb questions, but please, why that one instead of like one of these mixing ones up top? It. Uh, so the ones that look like, like a whisk, like you'd hold in your hand, but yeah. bigger. Uh huh. Those are for putting air inside. Gotcha. Right. So. Let's get this on first. I mean, that is a machine right there. And you got two of those back to back. So this one will do 40 and 60. These aren't really, really big, but pretty big for a kitchen, like a restaurant kitchen. A 60 and a 40 liter and a, over there, a, uh, a 10 and a 20 liter. What a little too high, eh? Carried away with myself. And just clips right in there and you spin it. Arguably, right? We'll see how. <laughs> when you put that much butter in the bottom, it's not easy. Probably the hardest part of the whole recipe. It does go on just like a KitchenAid, though. What are some lessons you've learned the hard way with this? What have I learned? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure you... Maybe don't put 10 pounds of butter on the bottom first. <laughs> Up and click. There it is. There we go. Let's get it on there. Clip it down. Doesn't want to play ball, does it? <laughs> there we go. Now we're talking. Fortunately, these machines don't work unless you have the cage closed. All right, let's see. It's not very exciting because you got to go really slow. You go fire in the hole, or what do you do? You just got to go on and off, on and off. Okay. Until you get the fat starting to go in there. Should we just hit Jay once? Yes. I don't know if it's gonna be you or Jay. <laughs> oh yeah, you could you could get us, couldn't you? Almost got you. But we're gonna we don't want to waste product. No. So we're gonna be careful. So it's about two minutes of this really boring 
fast, slow, fast, slow. And then it'll come together in a really smooth paste. Uh -huh. We chill it, we break it down into two pound packages that look just like what Whitney's working on gotcha. over there. Gotcha, okay. And then she's got little roller guides on a rolling pin. So that's gonna help her be able to roll all the cookies almost exactly the same thickness. Oh my God. And then she can cut them out into whatever she needs. Right now she's working on that Christmas treat kit, right? You see all the stars? So we give them 16 cookies, two of each size. Gotcha. And then they're able to build that Christmas tree that we showed you out on the dessert bar. Yeah. Your forearms must be off the hook. Yeah. That's not easy. She's fit. And uh, you'd think that there's an easier way to do that, but no, right? Fitney Whitney. There are machines that do it, but there's really not room in here. They're called sheeters. Uh-huh. And with the dough that's off, sometimes they're hard to work with. And we don't quite have the space for a sheeter in here. And it's almost just enough. Usually it's not enough to warrant a sheeter, but during the holidays, you wish you had it in here all, uh -huh. all day, you know? You're cranking. So this time of year is really, you're cranking out a lot of this same product, though, right? I mean, this, from Thanksgiving on, it's kind of all the holiday stuff, right? Sure. So pies, we did. So yeah, I was going to ask you, year. what are your capabilities in here? What are you busting out? And I, can you do custom orders? And we do. We do custom cakes. I think the best place to see what we do, and COVID has really pushed us to have pictures of all the items. Online. So online at dbardenver.com, you can see I mean, everything from custom wedding cakes. We have a signature cake line of kind of, we've kind of taken some of the building and guesswork out of it for you that you can kind of pick. Um, mini pastries, holiday treats, all of our to-go food, all of our booze. Um, there's tons of stuff on there. All the kits that we were talking about ordering, the Christmas dinner we're talking about ordering. I think these days, your website's got to be your marketplace. Otherwise, you're just missing the missing the whole sh the whole yeah. enchilada, I guess. Yeah. What's on the Christmas dinner uh, menu again this year? We're doing some truffle mac, cream spinach. You have a choice of uh, prime rib or turkey. Um, you're a prime rib guy. Please tell me you're a prime rib guy. Oh, yeah, I'm a prime rib guy. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Turkeys are for turkeys. That's, well, you know, Thanksgiving. There's a place for turkeys. But. On a, you know, on social media, too, I think our, our team, mostly Bailey, actually, those are the lemon meringue tarts we do that Bailey's making right now. Can I see? Yeah. She, oh, uh, Bailey. Wow. She made a couple of cakes for the Christmas dinners. One is a chocolate peppermint and one is a mocha almond. They look so delicate. And all those pictures are in our Instagram, which is just at, at uh, D-Bar Denver. Lovely. How are you, Bailey? Good to see you. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. So, again, you look around, and here we are at D-Bar Denver and Chef Keegan Gerhardt. Safer restaurants. The pros are at work right now getting stuff to go. And as the adjustments are made, you can go right through. And it's the door on 19th, right? You've got the door on 19th. You can walk into the bakery. It is. Usually you could walk into the yeah. restaurant on Pennsylvania, and you walk into the bake shop on 19th, the bake shop, coffee shop, but just the bake shop for now. Mm -hmm. We've got signs over there, and we'll direct you. And listen, if you, I think if you have a mood for it, we probably have it. Yeah. Especially in the comfort food you know, realm. Uh-huh. Some really fun winter drinks, both warm and cold. Um, fun projects for a snowy day like today. Yeah, which all is why we're making so many kits. All the way through the soup to nuts. You got your, your dinner. You got your dessert. You've got your drinks. Uh, they can take care of you all the way around. Ordering online too, right? Yeah, it's super easy. Our toast is our platform, mm -hmm. and so we're able to order it on our website. It goes directly to our machine and prints out 
just like if you were taking an order inside the restaurant. Gotcha. And uh, that was really nice for our cooks. They're not having to differentiate their tickets. It's like it's in-house food, and we're trying to treat it that way. So we're doing lunch and dinner five days a week. Uh, our brunches have been super popular on the weekend, so we went ahead and are doing that brunch menu all day. So there's an, uh, there's an awesome uh, green chili burrito on there. There's a... Uh, a build your own breakfast there's a cool breakfast sandwich there's a veggie scramble um and then all the d-bar favorites from lunch and dinner of course fantastic i noticed a bunch of heat lamps in your dining room i'm sure they go outside on the patio are you doing anything outside on the patio we right? are listen not on a snow day we, yeah we, we have, people uh, would come i think though but no you don't you know we've we've i don't want to take this i don't know i haven't wrapped my head around taking the food out in a yeah in the snow yet yeah. um we we have a, submitted to the city to have a seasonal enclosure uh-huh but it takes months. Everybody's trying to do that sure. right now. But uh, come springtime, and I think it'll be helpful next year in the spring and summer as well because, you know, every single afternoon, as you know, in the summer, it, it rains a little. And all 40 people in the patio want to come in and think they're going to have a seat inside. Yes. So that'll help us with all the weather. Fantastic. Yeah. We start the show with Chef Keegan Gerhardt, and we'll do the exact same. I always love to hear from you when you Thank talk. You, I listen. Thanks for thinking of us. Uh, end the show. Talk to the people. Tell them what's up and how, you know, just give some encouragement. Give us on a positive note. Well, listen, I, you know, uh, at the very beginning of this pandemic, I love the hashtag that was going around, which was we got this Denver, and everybody yeah. seems to have fallen away from that. Um, I believe in faith over fear. That's my primary philosophy for this. You have to have faith in what you're doing. You have to have faith in what's possible. And uh, fear is the enemy. It makes everything more difficult. We're trying to put people at ease with our food. It's been something we've talked about at Daybar, D-Bar since day one. Um, you know, just a culinary sanctuary, right? And if we can't come into our sanctuary, then we're going to try to figure out a way to put our food into yours. I love this guy. Appreciate your time today, D-Bar Denver. Come by and see these guys. It's the best of the best. This is how you support local. Safer at restaurants, hey. business equality. Yes, shop sir. Shop slow. Shop, shop local. And, Jay, after we're all done, if you want, I can help you with a massage on your wrist. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. We'll see you down the road. Uh, on Monday, we'll be visiting with Chef Troy Gard. He's going to take us around one of his restaurants and nice. talk to us about that, too. So. You're going to want to bring an apple box for that interview. <laughs> I think you're right. All right. Thank I'll you. Enjoy. Chef Keegan Gard. We will continue <laughs> the Modern Eater Show.